0: You're in a Fenestration Conversation, where Canada's window and door industry talks about the things that matter to our businesses. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery.
1: Hi everyone. Today we're joined again by Bonnie Cable from AKR Consulting. Uh, Bonnie has come back to update us on uh, the government measures that are coming out to help small businesses and employees uh, in this time of pandemic. Bonnie always has the inside track on uh, all of this information and knows how to access uh, some of these programs and get through the red tape and uh, find you uh, some of the money you help that you need, which is of course more important than ever. Uh, these days, hearing uh, certainly a lot from everybody out there at uh, just how difficult and challenging uh, uh, things are at these times. So please uh, hunker down, uh, do what you can to protect yourselves and your businesses, and uh, we'll do what we can from our end to keep this information flowing. So now here is uh, Bonnie Cable of AKR Consulting. Hi, we're here with Bonnie Cable. How are you today, Bonnie?
2: Pat, I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm really good. I'm really good. We're uh, we're we're plugging along here. It's a, a busy time. Um, the news seems to be coming in faster than uh, <laughs> you can possibly keep up with it, and that's why we uh, we need you back to give us a little update on the uh, on, on what's changed on the financial assistance side.
2: Well, thank you for having me back. So, you want to start with talking about the wage subsidy program?
1: Yeah, let's yeah let's get right into that because I think that's sort of the big news.
2: Okay, so the wage subsidy program, last time we spoke, it was preliminary. Um, The government didn't know if they would be moving forward with it and the actual rules applied to it. We now know that the upper limit for anyone taking advantage of this wage subsidy program, um, their sales have to be under $15 million uh, last year. So if their previous fiscal year, their sales were under $15 million, they automatically qualify, okay, that's... which is a lot of small business, Yeah, which is great. So this program is very easy to utilize. All your accountant or bookkeeper or payroll clerk has to do is deduct 10% of the employee's salary up to $1,375 per employee for a period of three months. And that's it. So it's it's approximately a 10% savings on your uh, payroll taxes. So they would make the calculation, and then when it comes to paying your uh, your payroll tax remittance to the government, which is done usually once a month, bigger payrolls twice a month, if not four times a month, and you just deduct it from the tax portion. So there's there's three. Taxes that a business will submit to the uh, government on a monthly basis mm-hmm. on your payroll tax remittance. There's CPP, there's EI, and there's there's the tax portion. They deduct it from the tax portion.
1: Okay, just comes straight off. Yeah, so that 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 is pretty easy to implement. Now that, that of course that the, the 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 great howling noise that's risen up across the nation is that that is it that it's only ten percent um a a lot of uh there's a lot of small business groups that are saying this is totally insufficient um do you uh you got any thought on that bonnie
2: well i think i think it's a start and when we okay so you're right Uh, that that's not a lot when we we look at what's going on right now but there are some other programs in addition to that so for a business when you're paying an employee Usually it's not just the pay you're looking at with the employee. It's the top up that a business has to pay in tax, right? Mm -hmm. So they need to match the employee's EI contribution, $1.40 for every dollar you pay for the employee. They need to match the CPP dollar per dollar. So after the employee's paid, you probably top up the payroll 10 to 15% with taxes you pay like health insurance, employer health insurance, WSIB. And these other taxes. So the provincial government has kicked in for some oh. additional tax saving. Okay. So the provincial government, they're assisting businesses with a delay, a delay of the um, employer health taxes. So employer health taxes right now, I believe that when your payroll is over $490,000, that's when it kicks in. Okay. Right. Okay. And it's, I believe I, I'm a little bit out of touch with the actual rate right now, but it's about 2% of um, a tax charged on your payroll above 490.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So let me give you a number. If your if your payroll for the year was 990000 you deduct the 490000 limit, so you get 500000 You multiply that by 2%, so a company would be paying $10,000 in, in employer health payroll taxes, okay? Okay. So what the government do- has done is, is twofold. They've actually increased that limit from 490 to one million this year. So if your payroll is under a million dollars, you're automatically tax exempt. Okay. Which is, I think, great news.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: So that would be approximately um, a ten thousand dollars savings for businesses with large payrolls.
1: And under under a million for. Most of our, you know, most of our listeners would be uh, would, would probably they they they'd be exempted right out for that. I would think.
2: Well, that's that's great, right? So yeah.
1: Um,
2: while the wage subsidy is only ten percent, well, guess what? We just got another another two percent right there. So now we're at twelve yeah. percent, right?
1: Well, okay, that's good. Uh, yeah. It, it, it,
2: in addition, beginning April first, and for a period of up to August thirty first, so five months. Mm-hmm. you're able to delay your employer health tax uh, payments. Okay. So your April, May, June, and July health tax remittance will not be due until August 31st.
1: Yep. So there's yep, there's some nice... Now, is that all Ontario, Bonnie, that you're talking about?
2: It's Ontario, and I would expect that you would see similar, similar um, types of deferrals in other provinces as I well. Think-
1: I think so I, my, my understanding is that the, 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 the me- measures seem to be uh, uh, pretty similar just about uh, just about everywhere I know um, Quebec had done almost exactly the same thing as Ontario as far as uh, well in a, in a number of in a number of areas so the, the premier's must be putting their heads together um, I think so yeah that makes makes a lot of sense okay.
2: the next one is um, so the, your provincial taxes are employer health tax the mm-hmm. other one is WS, WSIB. Right. And WSIB is also being deferred until August 31st, yep, 2020.
1: That's a, big, that's a big one, yep.
2: With, without any penalties and interest. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: while the limit is not increasing in terms of any types of uh, an increase in limit, what they are doing is they're allowing the deferral until uh, the end of August.
1: That's a good Lastly, one.
2: Lastly, property, property taxes. Property taxes are being deferred as well. Now, that varies per city, and what I would encourage uh, any business out there that's responsible for their property tax, the easiest thing to do would probably be to contact your city councilor, Contact them and find out how long the deferral is.
1: You might have more luck doing that than uh, trying to call into uh, you know, whatever the official line is because it seems like any time you try to reach out for information these days, phone lines are jammed. And exactly. it's it's very difficult exactly. to uh, to get responses from from anybody who's in a hot spot like that.
2: I do know in the city of Toronto mm-hmm. um, any taxes that were due after March 16th, the deferral is sixty days.
1: Okay. and, and WSIBs out until August yes. and the and then the employer the,
2: held tax as well.
1: And the employer held tax as well. okay, so going yeah. through the, going through August. Well hopefully we're all done with most of this by then.
2: But, we certainly uh, hope so. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're, fingers fingers crossed for sure. Okay, so that's that's on the that's on the uh, uh, on the business side. That's and that's the federal and and at least Ontario provincial. Um, and Correct. we sus- and we suspect uh probably most other provinces as well. So what uh, what are they doing on the on the employee side for for employee assistance, Bonnie?
2: Okay, on the employee side, I I think I want to tell everybody that they probably need to get on their bank's website. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend going to a bank; a lot of branches are closed.
1: No, yeah, it's that's hard.
2: Right. It's hard getting people on the phone. But if you go to the website, you'll see there's a, a COVID nineteen response um, mm-hmm. on every single. Uh, bank website that you go to and they have contact numbers there they have forms that you can fill out asking them what kind of financial aid you're in need of
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they'll call you back okay saves a lot of time so yeah. right now for homeowners uh, mortgage deferrals are are six months a week or two ago they were talking about just deferring the principal portion of your mortgage payment Right now, you're able to defer the whole payment.
1: Really, I had not heard yeah. that. Oh, wow! Yeah, you
2: can defer the whole thing. So one of uh, one of um, the ladies at our office, um, her daughter, young homeowner, um, and if she was going to have to defer her her principal only because she's she's a new homeowner, large mortgage, um, the principal is the vast majority of her mortgage payment. You know, let's say she's paying a thousand dollars per month in her mortgage. Eight hundred of that is interest
0: right that
2: under the model two two weeks ago she would have been responsible for the eight hundred. The yeah. principal of two hundred would be the only portion being deferred, so she's had everything deferred for six months
1: if they're deferring the interest i I believe what we said before was the idea was they defer the principal payment, but that would just remain in the, in the mortgage, if they're deferring the interest, are they adding that back? Are they adding interest? So is your mortgage growing?
2: Good question. They would have to recalculate it, right? There's definitely a recalculation going on. I had um, a conversation with a client yesterday and the client said to me, he goes, we've got the money in the bank right now to pay things like our, our property tax. So should I defer it or not? And I said to him, if you've got the money and you've got the ability to pay it, why not just do it? Because it's not like that. these payments are going away. Yeah. Isn't it?
1: They'll just be there later.
2: Exactly. And it'll be a larger amount later. Yeah. So with homeowners, what's going to happen is if you defer it, it just means that your mortgage is now going to be amortized over, over a shorter period of time, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have slightly larger payments. So your payments might go up $20, $20 to $50 a payment. That's what will happen.
1: Mm, so they won't add the six months out on the end. They'll 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 just uh, recover it in higher payments with a different amortization exactly. schedule. Okay.
2: Exactly, because I think that they would have to go through the whole process of drawing up a whole new mortgage agreement.
1: I think you're right. Yeah. What are you hearing about accessing this from the banks, Bonnie? Because there's been there's been, you know, reports in the media that, that 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 people are being, you know, told they can't get this, or people are having a great deal of difficulty getting the bank to, 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 to respond to this. I, I mean, ha, have you have you heard or seen anything as far as how whether banks are actually making this available on the ground?
2: Oh yeah, they okay. they are making it available okay. on the ground.
1: Some people who spent too long on hold and then got mad, basically claiming that the bank is not helping them. <laughs>
2: Well, I I think part of of the problem right now is I think the banks are a little bit overwhelmed, right? Branches are closed down. A lot of branches have closed. And the branches that you can go to, the waiting times are quite long. And I've heard of waits on the phone being three to four hours, which is just ridiculous. So I think that if you're able to just fill a form out and wait for them to get back to you, that's probably the best way to proceed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, as as, I mean, as frustrating as that is, not getting an answer right away, you might just have to be patient.
2: Yeah, I mean, what has happened is the government has uh, has given the banks um, billions of dollars to deal with this mortgage issue because they they understand that you know people are going to have a real hard time, right? Yeah, yeah. And our layoffs are at the level they were in two thousand and nine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The government does not want to see people lose their homes. They really don't. Yeah. So that's that money's right. there. It's just you have fewer employees working at the banks. It's gonna take a longer time to get back to you. Four, maybe five days, but they will get back to you.
1: EI. We didn't cover that. Have they have they made changes there?
2: There's a couple of different types of EI that we spoke to, um, for businesses, right? Yeah. So that is uh so so businesses are able to if they need to temporarily lay off employees, access is supposed to be a lot quicker. It's supposed to kick in within One week is what we're hearing. And the other thing is the self-employed. So if you are self-employed, I believe that the earning limit is you have to have earned Mm -hmm. $5,000 last year. The government will give you, it's a flat rate of $2,000 and you can apply for that online. So all these self-employed people, I mean, I'm thinking of fitness trainers or hairdressers, that kind of thing. If they've got access to their MyCRA account, and most people uh, handle their personal taxes online, uh, get online. I, I think it's as of April 1st, and there'll be a real simple link for you to go to and just go through the information there and it'll kink it, kick in. So it's a $2,000 payment per month, flat rate.
1: Fantastic. So that's not bad. BCAP, Business Credit Availability Program. What's that all about?
2: Okay, so it seems that um, the government is making more money available through um, BDC and Mm -hmm. Export Development Canada, EDC. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is up to, I believe it's uh, about a million dollars in things like uh, lines of credit. Um, Sorry, $2 million um, is what they're making available. In order to access this money, what you'll need to do is you'll need to get a referral from your bank. So that's where I would start. You know, if you're having financial difficulty, go to your bank. They will totally understand. And if they're not able to handle it from their end, you'll get the referral to BDC.
1: And EDC, I think, has even additional stuff for if you're uh, if you're into exporting, which is not everyone, but some are. So that's exactly. good. Good. Anything else we need to hit on our little update here?
2: Just the news today that I, I spoke to... Um, my insurance broker, Mm -hmm. and there might be, they're they're talking about a deferral of um, insurance premiums as well. So if you're paying monthly premiums,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, they will be more than likely deferred. I think that's going to be an industry-wide announcement.
1: Oh, wow. Really? Okay. I'll have to follow that. That's interesting. You mentioned insurance because I just just had a, uh, I I did another cast with um, a couple of guys from, AU Group, which is a, a credit insurance broker uh, right. for, for insuring your receivables. What's your opinion of that kind of insurance, Bonnie? Do many people um, carry it?
2: No, I've heard of the concept. The one big insurer seems to be out of Belgium. It's a very big company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as an accountant, as a former controller, I would say that, you know, if you've done your credit check on your employee, mm-hmm. uh, not, sorry, not your employee, on your, your customer. Um, on your client, yeah. If you've done your, if you've done a thorough credit check, and if you have um, some kind of thorough contract in place, and it just could be your terms and conditions, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that you need to put a term and condition in there that states that, in the event that we need to use a collection agency or take legal action
0: mm-hmm.
2: to to get our funds, obtain our funds,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the client's responsible. That's all you really need
1: yeah if you can get the money out of them if they haven't yeah, gone i mean if they haven't gone broke <laughs>
2: Yeah, well well i think that that's about doing you know your your uh your due diligence to begin with right you know you do a dun and brad street you do some yeah. kind of credit check on the company you should be doing some kind of credit check on um the company before you know you start yeah. doing business with them and then and then there's the the signs that you start seeing if it's a long-standing client, right? You start noticing that you know they're taking longer to pay, they're ordering bigger volumes, like they're trying to stock up, but they're still you know delaying you for payment.
1: And you see those warning signs. Put them on a cash basis or something. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Okay, well, listen, Bonnie, let's let's leave that there for our uh, for our little financial update. Probably circle back because uh, I'm sure the news will will just keep on coming. So thanks very much.
0: You're welcome. Fenestration Conversation is a presentation of Fenestration Review Magazine and Annex Business Media.